my gosh. Oh my gosh. Who is he? Wait, is he coming over here? Hey there, Super Charmers. Welcome to the Bluest Podcast, the podcast where we help you charm whoever you come across. And as always, we've got the three principles coach, the awesome co-host, Veronique Pavetta, and me, Patrick Wu, the Bluest. And we have another lesson. Don't worry. We're going to, we promised to, to deliver from the last episode of what we said we're going to deliver. And Veronique, what are we going to talk about in this episode? So today we have a really um, interesting lesson uh, from my teacher, George Pransky. And um, it's a lesson that um, might surprise you, Pat. Mm. Uh, The title of today's episode is Desires, Wants and Needs. And um, the conventional understanding in the world today is that people are unhappy because their needs aren't being met. Have you heard? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So people are unhappy because their needs aren't being met. And today we're going to explore a very revolutionary idea. And that is that it actually works the opposite. It's that actually people perceive needs because they're not happy. And needs are just a symptom of unhappiness and not the cause of unhappiness. I'm trying to process this right now. I know. I know. It's completely, it goes against conventional wisdom. So conventional wisdom says your needs not being met is the cause of unhappiness. Yes. And Mm -hmm. we're saying perceiving needs and feeling like you have a lot of needs is just a symptom that alerts you to the fact that you're just not really happy right now. All right. Okay. So let us dig into this because I know it's a lot to take in and it's like, what? What, what are you saying? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. And I hear lots of buts, buts, buts coming up. Like, but, but, you know, like, so chill. We're going to look at this. Okay, everyone chill. Calmly. Okay, everyone calm down. <laughs> take a breath. Just chill. I know this is too. a shocking episode, but we're going to get through this. And it's, hopefully it's going to make sense by the end of this episode. So one thing I would like you to consider is, um, do you know what it's like when you're crazy in love with someone and you're just hanging out with this person and this person says, Hey, should we get something to eat? Are you hungry? And you're like, no, I'm not, I'm not really hungry, but you know, if you want to go and have something to eat, we can do it. And you're like, where should we go? You know? And you're like, you know what? As long as I'm with you, I don't really care where I eat. I don't even care what I eat. Like, I just want to be with you, you know? And you're like, this is like the very first stage of like crazy in love where none of your preferences matter. Like you don't have any needs. You don't have any desires. Like you're just like so fulfilled from the inside that you just, you don't care like what you do and how you do it and like whether you eat or not and where you eat and like if it's going to be really cheap fast food meal or like a, a super gourmet um, five-star meal can you relate to that experience yes i can yes well that's kind of what we're going to look at so when you're real happy 
your needs and wants and desires and preferences are completely irrelevant to you. Oh. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, when you're unhappy, like for example, if you're unhappy in your relationship and like you're in a stage in your relationship where you don't really like your mate <laughs> and there's lots of things about your mate that you'd like to change and you're like even questioning whether you even want to be with this person, then all of a sudden, like it really matters like what you eat and where you eat and where you go because all of a sudden it seems like this really big deal and it seems like it will have a huge impact on your happiness and well-being. Uh, mm. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like all of a sudden you're like, no, it has to be good food and not just any kind of junk, you know? Like mm. you become more discriminating. Like you, you start having more attention for like a hierarchy and like what's, what's a good restaurant, what's a bad restaurant. Um, and it just, it seems to be so much more important and have so much more weight. So that's, that's the kind of thing we're going to look at. Um, now, I'm going to look at it from a completely other angle, but I'm still going to talk about the same thing. Uh, another way to look at this is that there are two systems um, in the world. Like there's two um, ways that you can use your thinking. So one system is the system of wish fulfillment. It's a system where you, um, you have this list, this hierarchy of like how you would want things to be. And, you know, like, like this thing would be better than this thing. And you, you kind of judge and evaluate what's better and what's worse and, you know, what you would want to achieve and what you don't want. You know, like it's kind of, you have this idea in your head of how your life should be and what you want to achieve and, um, and, you know, what that thing, that image you have in your head is like the best thing and anything else would be not as good, mm -hmm. right? So there's the system where you have your ideal life and then the rest is just like not so ideal and not so satisfying. So if you live in a system, if you use your mind like this in this wish fulfillment system, um, then you dedicate all your time and energy um, to reach those things that you um, see as desirable, as more desirable. Now, another way to use your thinking is the system of contentment, of enjoyment, where um, you use all your energy and you put all your focus on enjoying exactly what you have. You just focus all your energy on enjoying what's right in front of you. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And you're not actually using any energy to compare what's in front of you with what would be ideal. You see, so there is no judging, analyzing, comparing. It's just all of your energy goes towards enjoyment. And if you actually do that, if you actually do focus all your energy on enjoyment, you're going to feel very contented. Like contentment is actually just being real happy with what you have you know it's like feeling really grateful for the things that you do have instead of focusing on what you don't have and what you wish you had and you know how things should be and what mm -hmm. you know you ought to have so those are two different systems there's the wish fulfillment system and the contentment system 
Now, of course, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say <laughs> the, the wish fulfillment system is kind of a primrose path. It's like an illusion. It's like a mirage. It's, you know, you can go after your wishes and desires and needs and then get them and you'll realize you'll be a bit disappointed and you'll see there's not a lot of lasting fulfillment to be found there because you're just going to go through like a hundred sets of needs, wants and desires. You're going to reach them, not be super satisfied and make up in your mind that, you know, you were kind of, um, you were aiming for the wrong desires. You need better desires or other desires or other goals. And you always think, you know, there's, there's no fulfillment in reaching this goal, but there will be fulfillment in reaching the next goal. <laughs> so it's, you know, uh -huh. so it's like, it's like this primrose path where you think it leads somewhere and it doesn't, and you always come back empty, you know, mm. that's wish fulfillment. But contentment, on the other hand, it's kind of the path that keeps on giving <laughs> because mm. everywhere you look, you find contentment. Everywhere you look, you find enjoyment because you're mm. so focused on just enjoying what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of inherently fulfilling to be on the contentment path and it's inherently unfulfilling to be on the wish fulfillment path. Mm -hmm. uh, and now of course people, um, there's kind of, these are the two extremes, you know, like extreme wish fulfillment and extreme contentment, but people are kind of on all kinds of, they can be in different places on that continuum. You know, some, so some people are like super obsessed with their goals and only have attention for their, their goals. And then some people have uh, strong preferences for things to be a certain way. Uh, some people have slight preferences. And then some people are beyond preferences, like the crazy in love people. They don't <laughs> care about their preferences. They're so focused on enjoyment. They're mm. so filled by the moment that they're like preferences. What preferences? They don't even care. You know, mm -hmm. and like, I think the path I'm on is to come closer and closer to this beyond preference stance in life where mm -hmm. you're just so good at enjoying life. Your preferences, needs, wants and desires don't even seem to matter anymore because you're, mm -hmm. you're filled up with life every single moment and you're just like crazy good at enjoying life. Mm -hmm. I remember actually listening to an audio by your mentor, George Pransky. <laughs> and, and I remember one part that he mentioned was that like preferences are something that we learn. Like mm. they're like, we're not actually born with preferences. Like when you watch a little kid, a little kid enjoys anything. Mm. So he sure. went, he went to describe how he went to describe how like, like little kids or, or he had this little kid or I'm not sure of his grandson or whatnot. But he went out into this field where there were like uh, a lot of mosquitoes or so. And then, and then the mosquito, and he's like, no, 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 you guys, you got to come back into the car. There's a lot of mosquitoes. And the kids were like, ooh, look, all the mosquitoes are so much fun. And they're out into the field and they're getting bit by the mosquitoes. And then George is like, you know what? They'll, they'll learn. They'll learn once they mm. have that really itchy arm. And then once they, once they got into the car, he was like, hey, are you really itchy? And the kids were like, yeah, it's itchy. But th they weren't really like, even that they were like fascinated by like, wow, like I'm kind of itchy until, mm. until they learned that it was a bad thing. 
they didn't realize yeah. that oh this is this is a bad thing this is a bad preference or so yeah that's um that's an amazing story that exactly illustrates what i'm saying is that small kids for small kids needs one's desires and preferences are like a foreign concept they just mm-hmm. take in life with so much openness that they can see the cool thing in almost anything. Like they can get excitement and pleasure and, and fulfillment from almost any situation you put them in mm-hmm. because they don't have this system in their head that tells them this experience is better than this experience. And you know, you ought to go after these kinds of things and not these kinds of things. Like they just say, Whoo, there's something in front of me. Let's enjoy it. You know? <laughs> and they don't judge it and evaluate it. And, and you know, like, they they can enjoy anything because they're not focused on their preferences and how things should be. That's mm-hmm. a fantastic example. Yeah, I remember there was a, there was a guy that I remember like randomly coaching, or he he like he like paid me to become his wingman, mm-hmm. and and when we were out together, like all he would ever do and say was, "Okay, Pat, remember, I'm paying you money to only talk to blonde women." <laughs> because that's what will make me happy i've learned from experience that blonde women will make me happy but they have to be a certain type of skin color and this and this i'm like man this is gonna be tough that's the strong preference level very strong yeah very strong preference very strong yeah and he and he he once told me patrick you know i i try doing i try to spend time with uh, a brunette (laughs) <laughs> but my my happiness was a lot lower in the back of my mind. I was always thinking about, you know what? Yeah. I could have something better if she was a blonde. Yeah. So I found that really really interesting. Absolutely, and compare that to a guy who would um, who would just say, you know what? I can enjoy any woman that I'm with. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know the kind of super Casanova who just yeah. loves women and just loves every woman you know yeah who just mm-hmm. who can see the beauty and and the, the specialness in every woman he meets and make mm-hmm. every woman feel beautiful and special that's kind of the ultimate the ultimate wooer i guess <laughs> you know ultimate like the, wooer, yeah. the ultimate super charmer is the guy who honestly sees the beauty in every single woman and just really enjoy spending time with her regardless of, you know, like her skin color, her hair color, um, her size, like, you know, how firm her ass is. Like, of course, he's not going to end up marrying every single woman, but, but he, he does enjoy the company of every woman he meets and, and sees the beauty in them. And um, that's, a, a, that's a really beautiful path to be on. To just enjoy every woman instead of saying, well, you know, the only woman I can enjoy is the mm-hmm. blonde with a, like, <laughs> I don't know, like big boobs and tight ass. And like, it's like, okay, uh-huh. so then all of a sudden your potential for enjoyment becomes so much smaller because you have this really rigid idea of, you know, like I can only enjoy this type of woman. Mm-hmm. So you're doing yourself a big disservice because you're limiting your capacity for enjoyment because you're focused on your preferences and that makes your world smaller. Mm-hmm. And 
another thing I, I wanted to say is to tie it back to how I introduced this topic is, you know, you need to see that when you, um, when your preferences seem very, very, very important, you know, like there are times in our lives where our preferences seem to become larger than life and they like, they seem very important. You need to start seeing that as just a warning signal that your state of mind has dropped. Like the more important your preferences seem, the less in touch you are with your, with your happiness. Because if you were real happy and, you know, really in touch with life, your preferences wouldn't seem so important to you. Mm. So instead of seeing your preferences as kind of gods that you need to um, honor and like, you know, uh, chase, <laughs> you need to see your preferences as just indicators that your level of happiness has plummeted. Mm. And so mm. instead of looking outside and running faster and harder to reach those goals and like get those highly preferred things in your life, maybe it's better to slow down and look inside and say, wait a minute, am I just in a low mood or, you know, am I a bit discouraged? You know, am I not feeling really good? Because, mm. you know, the fact that those things seem so important to me are, are just a symptom of my inner lack of contentment. Mm-hmm. Well, that that was definitely a revolutionary episode for some people, I think. So, oh, absolutely, you, it's a yeah. mind twister. <laughs> yeah, and, and I like how you, you you tied it up at the very end with with the how it all worked, because I think that was a great example of how most people will go after the preference, not knowing that they're just in in a bad state, or not knowing that they're just not very happy in that moment, which is why they're probably what, what preference means so much. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, for instance, going back to dating life, if you have really, really strong preference, it's probably because you're thinking that that specific preference is going to make you happy mm-hmm. when it kind of worked the other way around. I know I, I might've just done a brain twister there too. I'm not sure. I understood it, what, what I said, but oh, me too. if you I don't, that's a good summary. Yeah. That's a great summary. Yeah. yeah, but if you don't, then go ahead and re-listen to the episode and replay it over and over again until your mind explodes, and then you might get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Veronique, as always, that was a great episode. Go to the notes sections, and you can find George Pransky's audios of what we're talking about today. And by the way, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, go ahead and do that. So, so thank you guys so much for this lesson, Veronique. And we'll catch you guys soon in the next episode. Do you have any other lessons for us in the upcoming episodes, Veronique, that we should be aware of? Absolutely, but uh, I'll, um, I'll keep it a secret. I'll, uh, ah. I'll keep the mystery alive until All right. next week. Okay, so be back with the mystery of next week and we'll catch you guys real soon. Have a wonderful day. Ta-ta.